You find patches of moments of understanding and forgiveness and and connection that might not have existed prior to this world. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator. I work one-on-one with caregivers to help them find solutions that work for them to the sometimes confusing behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist, and I work with memory care facilities with their music and memory programs. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Our goal is to focus on the caregiver, offer practical insights, and share some emotional support. And maybe, just maybe, we'll share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter's the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, speaking of medicine, huh? <laughs> that's, there you go. That's right. So, it's been said that dementia is an equal opportunity offender, that it doesn't matter where you're from, your race, your creed, how much is in or not in your bank account, or what you do for a living. It can and often does affect anyone and everyone in one way or another. Sadly, that's very much the case. Um, It affects the person with the disease and their family members as well. We're getting more and more young onset, even forms of dementia in children. So getting information about there and the support for caregivers becomes more important every day. And that brings us to today's guest, an actor, Alzheimer's and veterans activist in honor of her father and grandfather, who both served in the military. In 2011, she founded Actors and Artists Unite, or AA Unite, in honor of her great-grandmother, grandmother, mother, and aunt, who were lost to the effects of Alzheimer's. We are so pleased today to welcome Nancy Daly. Nancy, thank you so much for being with us. And we usually start off with asking a little bit about a person's experience with somebody with one of these dreadful brain diseases. You certainly have have lots of experiences with that. Uh, Sadly, that is the case. I never met my great-grandmother but on my on my mother's side and i should i should also point out that i have alzheimer's and dementia on both sides of my family so i never met my great grandmother my mother's grandmother but she passed away from the effects of alzheimer's and dementia um but my grandmother my father's mother had alzheimer's and i was just out of college when she began to fade away. And since it had not been a a topic of much discussion in my house until this happened, this was like my very first experience of it, that that I would talk to her, she she lived in Nebraska, I would talk to her on the phone and she would not remember who I was, or we, we would go to visit her and she would be, wandering around and and having conversations with people who were not there and i remember looking at the just absolute devastation in my father's eyes when she called him by a different name mm-hmm. that's that's the stab in your heart and it can happen I, I think it's been said about alzheimer's and dementia you lose them hundreds of times before they pass Yes. Absolutely. The slow goodbye. 
Exactly. You lose them every single time. They do not recognize you. And um, the next person in my my life who had Alzheimer's was my mom in 2009. She was diagnosed. And I would come back, I would fly back to from California to D.C. as often as I could to be there to support my dad. And I remember, I believe it was, it was the summer of 2010. And she, you know, they, they'd managed to kind of work around her having Alzheimer's. It was j- just the beginning of the, the confusion and what have you. I was there when we learned very quickly that we could not leave her unattended in the kitchen because she took a plastic um, cutting board and put it on the burner. And only because we were there were we able to go in and say, no, 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 you can't do this. And my mom was a gourmet chef. And she would be trying to, she would be, you know, she could make meals out of practically the air that were just phenomenal. But there were, there were, you know, she would, uh, her brain would be, she would remember the motions, but she would say, I know what I'm doing. So we would have to gently kind of ease ourselves in and turn down burners and try to rescue meals that were being put together in a haphazard fashion. Well, in July for her birthday, her birthday's around July 4th, I went home and um, she was so happy to see me. And I thought, oh, this is wonderful. And I was, you know, I was helping her get dressed. We would play in board games and I would help her. And it, it was just, I thought, this is lovely. Um, this is wonderful. She was so sweet and so charming. And as I was leaving, I, you know, to go drive to the airport. My brother was going to drive me to the airport. She gave me this great big hug. And she said, we are so happy that you were here to help us. We're going to write a letter to your parents and tell them how wonderful you were. Oh, my. She didn't know me. All that week, she had no idea. How sad and how wonderful at the same time. My father was just stricken, but I... I just, I realized I couldn't correct her. Right. Right. And then after she said that, she said, you're so pretty. <laughs> and I, I had to, I couldn't, I couldn't break. I, I didn't want to upset my family. So I had to, I had to grit, grit my teeth and bear it. And I had to, all the way to the airport, all the way through check-in, all the way through barreling down the corridors of Dulles Airport until I finally found a table and I could sit down and I lost it. Because, you know, I had to wait Mm -hmm. until my mother had Alzheimer's, until she didn't know who I was, before she ever said to me, you're pretty. Oh, wow. What a, what a special, yeah. special moment. And also, I can yeah. just, I can feel you on that trip to the airport, yeah. waiting to find the place yeah. where you could absorb all of that the grief yeah. for what hadn't happened and the joy mm-hmm. of having that moment because she saw you she truly saw you in that moment but I, I know and I just thought you know what I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it it was um it, it was kind of I think we talked about sometimes there are blessings you know you all mentioned sometimes there are blessings in this disease and you find that there are, you find patches of moments of understanding and forgiveness and, and connection that might not have existed prior to this world. You know, you, you might be able to have 
loving conversations about something that happened years ago in this new framework because they're they're looking at you through different eyes mm-hmm. and and that that was one of those moments for for me with her that she just you know all of a sudden even though I'd been the same person all her life she she finally saw who I had always been not the one that not the one who like moved to cap the actress <laughs> oh you're you're the actress all of a sudden it was like oh you know you can be an actress and a in a good person at the same time mom you know they're not mutually exclusive so that uh, but my mother um my mother died in 2012 and um she really began to go downhill in 2011, and my father, it was very painful. He had to put her into a facility. He could no longer care for her at home. It was just too too precarious. And um, I came home for Christmas in 2012. This is actually a lovely, lovely story. I mean, you know, my family, we're, we go, we're Episcopalians. And they had sort of a chapel in the place where she was staying. And um, it was uh, Christmas, and my dad and I, we went into the chapel with her and I did my best to sort of recreate the the service, you know, out of my head, what I remembered. And I reached over to, you know, mind you, my mom was in a wheelchair at this point. She couldn't really speak. She could just sort of make sounds. But I reached over and I sort of did the sign of the cross on her forehead. Uh And she reached up, grabbed my hand, looked me in the eye and smiled and said very clearly, you're my little girl. (laughs) That was the last sentence she said to me in person. But that was like one of those moments, just like before, when she saw me mm-hmm. and she knew me. And um, those are the ones you hold on to. Those are the ones you hold on to. And my my aunt passed away in 2015 from Alzheimer's. My dad passed away in 2019 from the effects of dementia. So total, there's four women who died from Alzheimer's dementia and my father died from the effects of dementia. So, you know, I say to my friends and I'm not exaggerating, there's a ticking bomb in my own head. And I know that there's no, there's no question. I know that. You know, um, you mentioned your father and your, your father taking care of your mother. And I read the, um, Living in Twilight. Oh, yes. Yeah. And your dad was so amazing with your mom and his patience and understanding and his gentle ways. Yes. It was, wow, what a guy. I, well, you know, something, yes, I agree. <laughs> no, my, my, my dad, um, you know, my dad was in the Navy. He was a military man. So he was often away for months at a time. And when my mom was, you know, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was around Thanksgiving of 2009. It was without a doubt the worst day of his life. But he was there for her. And it was, and I, you know, I witnessed it firsthand. I would hear it over the phone. There was a period of time where my mom would wander around the house and she would go up and she would knock on the windows and call out, Fred, where are you? Fred, where are you? And each and every time my dad said, I'm right here. And that's how he was throughout 
all her, you know, all the time that she was at home when she went to the facility. He visited her every day. And this is actually a beautiful story about my dad. The very the very last day of my mom's life, he went and visited her and they were out in the garden. They were listening to music. My, my, I have a dear friend who's a music therapist as well, Mike, and she would often come down and, and play music with my mother and she would remember some hymns. The music is the last part of the brain to go. You know this very well. And so often, that was how my parents would bond. If she was lost in her own world, he would like play a song for her. And that very last day, they were out there, were holding hands, and it was time for him to go. And he reached over and he kissed her goodbye. He said, I love you. And for the first time in a long time, she said, I love you too. <laughs> and she, she passed away just a few hours later and i always i always think that there was some other world at play there because my father was had an appointment the next day to sign a contract to sell their house hmm. but because she passed away on that day he he didn't sell the house he was able to stay in it another 7 years wow their their love for each other, mm-hmm. you know, made that possible. I, I believe, as you do, that there was something more at play there that allowed that to happen. And the fact that she said what she did at that moment. Yeah, she knew. She knew. She knew. I think I do, I do believe that, that there's this this awareness of when, you know, the tide is going out. And I'm very, very lucky because my, my dad... Um, my mother stayed in the Washington, D.C. area. It's the Lutheran home. I believe it's in Bethesda, Rockville, Maryland. It's it's wonderful place. It's an incredible place. And my mother got wonderful care there, absolute wonderful care there. And we're, we have the best neighbors in the world because, you know, everyone on the street knew what was happening. And they knew that she, there was kind of this understanding that sometimes she would wander and they would say, okay, Mrs. Daly, let me, let me guide you back to, you know, your, your home and to your husband. And, you know, we had our neighbors, the Clarks and the Osers and the Bombs and the Bechtels. They would bring over meals for my dad because they knew that, you know, she was not able to fix meals and he was just doing his best. They were they were guardian angels on this earth to our family. And and so we're we were very lucky to have that support around her. And I think that's that is vital because for a caregiver there's there was a book that's called The 36 Hour Day. Absolutely. <laughs> that is indeed what it is. And I experienced that it, it's it is an honor. It's part of your legacy to care for someone, you know, especially for a parent. They brought you into the world. They cared for you for, you know, many, many decades. Now it's your turn to care for them as the tide goes out. But I think that it's very important for caregivers to know that it's not about you anymore. It isn't. Your job is to focus on that person at the same time. You have to be aware of when you are depleted. You have to be aware of that time when you have to ask someone, can you just come over and be here? I just need to take a walk, a 15-minute walk to clear my head, to just have a moment of peace to regain my, my strength. 
Uh, Nancy, before we run out of time, I want you to talk to us about AA. Oh, Actors and Artists Unite. Yes. In 2011, I founded uh, what's called Actors and Artists Unite to End Alzheimer's. Um, and we started for those first two years. We had teams in Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C., and Miami, Florida. And so this was the first year, and I, I'm a member of uh, three unions, the Dramatist Guild, Actors' Equity, and SAG-AFTRA. And this is the first time that there was like a multi charity team. So there was all this excitement, you know, like, hey, this is so cool. And so we had all these all these people showing up with um, with their union T-shirts. And at the, at the first year, um, Ken Howard was our president of SAG-AFTRA. And he knew about the team. He was so excited. And I remember that I, I came up to him. I dashed up to him that morning going, Mr. Howard, we raised over $10,000. And he said, oh, you. And he announced it from the stage. I didn't realize he was going to be the guest speaker. That's my SAG after team. They raised over $10,000. So we were like, dad is proud of us. So uh, we, but by 2013, and there were articles about us on broadwayworld.com. So all these actors were, were saying, well, I'm walking in Missouri. I'm walking in Colorado. And I thought we have to become a national team. So in 2013, we became one of the very first national friends and family national teams. And by that, I mean, we are not corporate. We are completely grassroots. We do not have a, an organization or association sponsoring us. We just do this all on our own. And it just kept growing from 2013 to now 2012. This is our 12th year. We have raised over $335,000. One of the things that you said was actors from different locations, different states. I don't know about most people, but I think all actors are in the same place, (laughs) that you're all there in Los Angeles in this little community. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, 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 no. We have have actors in pretty much almost every state in this country. You know, we have actors in Seattle. We have act, we have teams in Missouri. We have teams in, we've had teams in Minnesota, New England, all up and down the coast, Buffalo, New York. You know, we have teams all over the country. And that's the best part of this job is that I get pictures, I get videos from actors and artists and everyone around the country. And they're out there with their sides and they're you know, it's like we take care of our own and we have our thing is that when actors and artists unite, the world can shift. And sure enough, we are making that happen. Are we talking about actors who are in local theater? Everybody, everybody. We have, but we say actors and artists because it's a full slate. We have radio personalities. We have people who do TV, who do film, who do radio. We have dancers all are welcome. So we've been going with Actors and Artists Unite. And for me, the word artist encompasses everybody because believe me, I do a lot of TV and film and everyone who works on the film in any capacity, um, you know, off camera, on camera, they are an artist. I have a question. It's maybe difficult for you to answer, but you said early on that you know that this is coming for you. (laughs) What steps, if any, have you taken to make sure that you get the care that you need? Well, as a matter of fact, that is that is the joy and the wonder of this team, the Walk to End Alzheimer's, that is sponsored by the Alzheimer's Association, because I've been doing this for 12 years. And in the last few years, there have been so many 
breakthroughs in terms of just very simple steps that we can all take in our own lives that can work with prevention, that can delay it. Because the healthier that we are in our own lives, we kind of hold it at bay to an extent. So, you know, I, I hike, I'm a hiker. I hike five to six times a week up to six miles. I, I go, I hike in Runyon Canyon where there are a lot of dogs. <laughs> I mean, the parents are there too, but we're really focused yeah. on the dogs. But I, you know, and I think it's a, it's a, I'm being facetious, but actually that, that is the truth. We focus on the dogs, but, um, and you have to keep challenging your mind, keep your mind active, keep reading, keep uh, doing puzzles or what have you. Lower your intake of sugar is also a very important thing because that can accelerate the, you know, the, aspects of Alzheimer's. So those steps, and, and I keep up to date with it every couple of months, I look and go, okay, what's mm-hmm. now? What's happening now? I, I say it to my team, and I mean it with all my heart and soul. If we can put it on pause, if we can prevent it, we can cure it. We may have to go backwards right. to do it. But, you know, that's that's what we're doing all this for. We all want to get to the point where there is a cure for this thing. That's the goal. Well, I I imagine also that the work that you do, you mentioned earlier you were studying scripts. That keeps your brain working. Um, It creates um, new pathways. Yes. What they call neuroplasticity. So if one connection isn't working, your brain finds a way to work around it. So what, you know, and you talk about hiking and also being so active and and socializing with people and limiting all of the things that you're doing. I'm so glad that, you know, you mentioned those things because they are so important. I think, but I also think it's very important as, as many, and many of us do that, many of us who are actors, I have this one woman play called What If I Fly? And I wrote it. It tells the story of my mother's Alzheimer's. And it also tells the story of my father, my father taking care of my mom. And it goes through the period of time of my mother's Alzheimer's because I think it is important as an artist for me to get out there and share this story. Because sadly, at this point, it's very rare that you meet somebody who doesn't have someone in their family or who doesn't know someone who is either caring for or who has lost someone to Alzheimer's and dementia. So this is a world that we can all understand and, you know, be there for each other, look at care for each other, because many of us have been through it. So that's that's part of, I feel like that's my legacy in a way. I have the team, Actors and Artists Unite with the Walk to End Alzheimer's, but I also have this play, What If I Fly?, and I feel that, you know, my goal is to bring this play to places where I have teams and share the story because people are will recognize themselves. And it's also, I, I wrote it in honor of my dad. So to perform it is the greatest way that I can think of to say, thank you, dad, over and over. Oh, that's Nancy, wonderful. Yeah. It's been an absolute joy having you on our show on our podcast. You are such a delight. Gosh, I'm honored that you asked me. And I'm, I'm grateful to, um, I'm grateful to be here because it's lovely to talk to other people who are in this circle of work. So to anybody who hears this, you know, I'm Nancy Daly. If you want to join our team, 
just find us. We're on Facebook. We're all over the place. We're, you know, we're, find us through the Walk to End Alzheimer's. Believe me when I say all are welcome. I mean just that. All are welcome nationwide. And you don't have to be an actor. You don't have to be involved in the entertainment business. Anyone can join this team. Well, Nancy, we're going to put links to the AA United website oh, and the AA United Facebook page on our show website. Oh, great! So the people who listen to this episode can just click there and go to your websites. Well, you all, thank you so much. It was my honor to be able to talk to you about this. This work is, it is my other life's work. Yes, it became mine too. Exactly. You can find more information about Nancy and links to the AA United website and Facebook pages on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes and post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.